You're tuning into the Active Mom Podcast with physical therapist, Dr. Carrie Pagliano, a real mom's guide to all things postpartum return to workouts after baby. If you're a postpartum mom, coach, trainer, or physical therapist looking for answers on how to get back to running, CrossFit, yoga, Pilates, HIIT, you name it without the fear of pelvic floor issues or doing something wrong, this is the podcast for you. Let's start the show. All right, we are here with Whitney Hines of the Mother Runners. And I found you, Whitney, through a friend of mine who said, you need to follow this account. And I did, and then we connected and did some projects um, this year. But I wanna thank you for for coming on and just kind of chatting about your experience and what you hear from other moms and, and so on. So can you tell us a little bit about what the Mother Runners is and kind of what made you start it? Yeah. So the mother runners is, um, well, it's a website, um, that has information and inspiration for moms who run, but it's also a community where you can connect with fellow moms on Facebook and Instagram. And we also offer coaching specifically for mother runners. Awesome. And you have how many kids? I have two. Um, and so I had the idea to start the mother runners when I was training for my first marathon postpartum. Uh, my son was about a year and uh, I was starting to get more competitive with my running and I was just coming in. I was encountering a lot of different issues like cluster feeding. He wasn't cluster feeding at the time, but just like how to navigate breastfeeding and running and um, needy attached children and running and sleep deprivation and running and just all the challenges that are pretty unique to motherhood. And I, when I would do a Google, Google search, um, I'd come up on a Runner's World article or something, and it was very clear that the people that had written it were either men or had not lived. <laughs> when I started, yeah, exactly. So when I started running with other moms, and we would we would talk about these issues and share our experiences and what worked for worked for us, um, I really wanted a platform where we could just have everybody have access to that sort of information. So yeah. a lot of my articles, I, I speak to experts like you, but they also um, include the experiences of other moms who run. So it's kind of like being on a run with fellow moms and getting their experiences and their info on how they handled cluster feeding and running and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I just really wanted to, cause I ran by myself for so long that Yes. I, I was, I, I felt like I was alone. Mom guilt's another one. I felt like I was alone with this, with mom guilt and having to like pry my children off of me so that I could have 30 right. minutes by myself. And I realized that I wasn't alone. And I also wanted moms to know that they're not alone and to not let those barriers keep them from doing what they need to do to be the best moms and and runners and wives and workers that they can be. Right. And you're correct me if I'm wrong, you're a pretty accomplished runner. Like you, you have some lofty goals. Do you want to kind of share those a little bit, things that you've worked towards? Sure. Yeah. I, yes, they are lofty. Um, I've always what? run. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Well, I've been a runner. I, I started running with my dad when I was six. And so I ran in high school and I didn't run in college, but I ran by my by myself. Um, my first marathon was, the, was the Marine Corps marathon because I went to school in DC. I say that cause you're in the area. Yeah, um, that's what I'm too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
just in the past couple years, um, like I said, when my son was about one, I decided to be more competitive. And when I ran that first marathon um, here in Knoxville, I placed second and the time was like good enough that my coach was was like, okay, well, let's try for the trials. We have one last shot to try to get into the Olympic trials. So that's what we kind of shot for. We doubled my mileage. It was very intense. Um, but unfortunately, I tore my hamstring in the buildup and continued to train on it. And it's just been a mess <laughs> for like a year. So I still have a goal to qualify for the 2024 Olympic trials. Um, but I'm starting from kind of square one again. And that honestly, I don't know that that's a bad thing. And you've had some some good weeks recently that you've been sharing, which I think is super encouraging. But I think also more um, moms at the elite level are starting to talk about what they're having to work through. And, and it's a beautiful, sweet spot that I think women, especially in their 30s and 40s, are starting to find that joy in running again as they start to figure out how to work through these issues. So um, yeah, and it's amazing to see how women in their mid 30s with Lots of children are getting faster and faster and faster. Are. It's the sweet spot right now. Like, honestly, you, you, as a distance runner, you'd probably rather be in your late thirties than in your twenties. <laughs> yeah, no, really. It's, it's, it's so inspiring to see. I mean, Sarah Ball, who, yeah. um, you know, she placed second in the London marathon um, with a, with a nice PR on a really gross day. I mean, it's just, it's really amazing. And it's really inspiring to know that like, we're not over the hill. I'm approaching 40 no. and it's like, no, I know I have. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, we have many good, good years ahead of us of running. So it's not like, we're perfect or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So you talk to a lot of moms via your page and via social media and that sort of thing. What are the biggest questions you see most and we were just talking before this that you you did a little poll and you kind of see a couple um reoccurring themes come through what what are some of those themes that that people shared with you yeah i would say there's about maybe four or five themes um the first one is pelvic floor health which is why you and i connected initially yeah. because there's a lot of misinformation out there and Honestly, it's kind of amazing that it's taken this long for us to even talk about pelvic floor health. I mean, it wasn't really when I had my children, I was I was ready to start running. I mean, my mind was ready, but I was so but the doctors made me feel like my uterus was going to fall out if I started running at six right. weeks, you know? Um, but they didn't give me any guidelines whatsoever. And now now it's it's at least good that people are thinking about it, but there's a lot of misinformation. And so um, a lot of moms have struggled with that. And they've, um, they've had help by connecting with people like you, physical therapists, experts in the area. There's also Recore Fitness with Celeste yeah. who works with a lot of the elites to yeah. um, make sure that they're strong and healthy in their core and their pelvic floor. Um, another issue is mom guilt, like we discussed. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's honestly, it was like one of the reasons why I founded the mother runners is because I just felt so guilty having these goals and wanting to take the time to chase these goals when it meant that I would have to spend a couple hours away from my kids on a weekend. Yep. Um, and, and a lot of women have finally seen that it is you 
can't be your best mom if you're not taking care of yourself and doing that thing for yourself. And you're imparting all these wonderful lessons on your children. I mean, I've seen it in my kids just having confidence and perseverance and hard work. They're, they're watching you. So that helps deal with the guilt. Um, and sleep depri deprivation is a huge one. And that's yeah. kind of, you have, it's a season and you just kind of have to write it out. And if you feel terrible and it's just the thought of running is tiresome to you, then you should probably take a nap if you have a window instead of go run. Yeah. Um, and figuring out the routine with breastfeeding and running um, a lot of, I, I'm amazed by how many mother runners out there have found a great routine where they wake up their babies for the dream feed. And then they're able to go out in the morning. That was not my story. It was not that easy for me. Um, yeah. and so I would just stay close to home, um, and wait for the phone call. That's <laughs> like, come back. <laughs> I would just drive by. <laughs> yeah. My daughter hated, she detested the bottle. We had like so many people come in and try, to have her take it and she would just starve herself and like one look at it yeah. and scream. So I would just either take her with me or stay close to home. Um, yeah. So it just, and again, just knowing that it's not going to last forever and that you will have freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's such a good point. I mean, I was definitely, especially first time around, I projected everything forward and be like, Oh my God, is this my life? Is this what I signed up for? And now I, I how old are your kids now? They're six and three. Sensory. Mine, mine are just a little bit older. Mine are um, seven and nine. I look back now at how fast that went, but I very distinctly remember, you know, just walking down the street with a double stroller or even just with my first and I hadn't started running yet, looking at moms running by themselves and being just like so utterly like, how did you do that? <laughs> like, I can't leave my kid. <laughs> you know? And now when I see moms, I'm, I, I, Think about like the story behind what it took for them to get out the door. Right. Like, you know, babysitters or yeah, yeah like or yeah. they have to pry children off of them too so that they the can go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, you don't think about that. You see these, these women running and you're like, oh, look at like, they just look so happy. And that was probably just really easy for them to step out the door. And it's like, no. No. Not. And when they're little and you're like, okay, I need the diaper bag and I need the lovey and the backup lovey and the snack. And if I get them out of the stroller, they ain't going back in again. And then we're <laughs> stuck five miles down the road. <laughs> not that that happened to me before, but. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're just glowing, wonderful halos over their heads. No. Oh, yes. As soon as my kids learned to walk, like the stroller run days were pretty much over. Yeah. No, I definitely did it with my first. Yeah. yeah. My second, it was, we never ran with the double. It was just like, my kid, my oldest is too big. And I was just like, we're not doing that. And I, I'm going to be by myself. And dad, you need dad time. <laughs> exactly. Like there, again, I've connected with so many amazing moms who do like 20 mile runs with their strollers. And it's amazing to me, but I'm like, I, I, I want to run by myself. I do. Yeah. That's my, that's like, that's my, me. <laughs> yeah. Now you kind of alluded to this a little bit before um, having to kind of work through this hamstring recovery and you've, you've been really open about kind of the ups and downs of it. Um, you know, I don't know if you had any injuries kind of in your running career before having kids, but what, what's this, what's the other layers that are part of that? having to try and work through injury 
and then you're also a mom and you can't always do the, the, the rehab the way that you would have done like back in your twenties or something like that. Like what's, what's different about it now? Um, well the rehab, I just do it when I have little chunks of time. So I'm like here, play with this. And then I, I mean, I did it this morning and my, my son's building with blocks and we're talking about werewolves, you know, and then this, right. I, ju I just look for the little windows, but, um, it's, I think, um, I honestly, I think the biggest difference was just maybe that I'm older and it took longer to heal. I did have a hamstring injury about 10 years ago, but it was in the belly oh, okay. hamstring. It wasn't in my high hamstring. So I think that's different. And then I foolishly was running like hundred mile weeks on it being torn, which wasn't the brightest thing <laughs> to do. Um, is this motherhood or is this wisdom as we get older? <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but I like it having an injury and being pregnant um, and running and coming back after yeah. having a baby are very similar. I mean, they both require so much patience and yes. and yeah, and you're dealing with too like that's a great parallel. It's a shift in your identity as well. Like when you can't run and you don't have that release and then you yep. just, you're gaining weight and, or you have weight that you feel like you need to lose. Um, there is so many similar similarities. I would say postpartum running though, it's hard because things just kind of feel weird. Right. Also you're dealing with just not having the time and not having enough sleep. But dealing with an injury, the, like you said, there are so many ups and downs. I feel like postpartum running, it's more of a straight path forward. Whereas mm -hmm. with this injury, I've been rehabbing it for over a year. And it's like I take several steps forward and then several steps back. And then and it's yeah. I am moving forward, but it's just taking a lot longer than I had ever anticipated. Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, purely from like a running community perspective, do you feel like rehabbing after like a hamstring is something that's just way more easy to explain to somebody than, than like a mom trying to say, Oh, well, I'm trying to rehab from diastasis or I leak or prolapse. Like, do you think the running community looks at them the same or because plenty of people run and have leakage, and talk about it like oh i you know my pants are all wet you know halfway through the marathon like what's your kind of take on that oh i would say i don't i feel like women are like it's not um sorry i have a spam spam you <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> i i love how you have put out there you had your leak week and you've kind of um, demystified it and put it out there so that it's not this faux pas. Cause I still feel like women don't feel comfortable talking about DR yeah. or leaking yep. or anything or loose ligaments or anything related to that. I feel like talking about a hamstring injury, you can talk about that with anybody. Right. And oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I know what that's about. So it's, and again, like, even though it's, I'm kind of shocked by how not straightforward this injury has been. There's been so many different opinions as to what to do because everybody's right. body is different and diff different things work for different people. But um, I mean, it's that way as well for postpartum issues, I think, but yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, but it's, it's that, I don't know if that information is as readily available, which again, right. why I wanted to link up with you because you, 
I mean, I was wrong on so many of my assumptions dealing with um, leakage and pelvic floor health. And you you corrected me on a lot of things. Well, I think the hard part with that too, I mean, I, I was having a discussion with a client earlier this week who is functioning very high level. There's just a couple things that we need to clean up. Um, she went to somebody simultaneously after our first visit, just because of, of insurance reasons, um, who gave her really, really basic stuff, said, stop jumping and stop running, but she runs leak free. I'm like, why would you do that? And basically gave her a program that, you know, would have been done. Like I would have given somebody 15 years ago when that's all we knew how to do. So I think the challenge in that we've talked about this too, is like, what level of care and who you talk to like honestly like moms who are legit runners you need to be working with somebody who's very familiar with return to run and is not like a kegel doesn't translate to running it just doesn't and so just like if you did a bunch of like mat exercises that wouldn't be the only thing that you would do to rehab your hamstring back to running like you've got to do higher level things so um it, i guess my point there is it's confusing as if you don't know what's going on and don't know how to navigate the system, but in the system and you know what's going on, there's varying levels of that too. So we, we don't make it any easier for you guys. No, I mean, I would say, I mean, for whatever you're dealing with, get with yeah. a professional who understands runners or is yeah, a runner totally. themselves. Like that is, that's, yeah, that's. Well, and, and also honestly can speak your language because I know I've been through things before where they're like, oh, well, you should stop doing that. And I, I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm like, if you know how much a part of my identity this is, you know, I need this so no one dies in my house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so unless you're going to take care of my kids <laughs> and, and my husband, we, mama needs to run. So like, being able to negotiate and having those conversations and, and the same thing with my CrossFitters and my, my ladies who do hit and that kind of stuff. Like don't take away things unless you absolutely do or die have to, like, can you tweak things? Can you play with it so that you're still progressing, but you haven't just taken away everything that, that serves them in other ways. And lots of times it's in a mental health way too. So. Oh yeah. And for whatever reason, I feel like that is always the first thing. Oh, it's awful. They all, I mean, even, even, unrelated to like muscular or tendon or yeah. issues like anything i had a nurse a couple of weeks ago i had some blood work done and they found some hormone issues and deficiencies and they were like yeah well this is probably because you run so much your body isn't meant to be right i'm like it's it's crap like yeah no. <laughs> i'm like let me talk good thing hormones and running together which clearly you don't <laughs> right. yes exactly so no. okay. find a medical professional that's a runner there you go. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Um, last question here. So knowing everything you know from everybody that you've talked to, your experience, kind of all this collectively, um, new mom, um, what's your best advice for them going back um, to running, uh, whether it's they've just had their baby or you know, it's six months after and they haven't started back yet, or maybe they never started running after their first baby, they're after their second and they really want to get back to that. Like, what's the best advice to, to start back to that again? I would say ask for help because I see so many women have barriers because 
they don't, and, and me included, because they don't, they feel like they have to do it all or running's not important enough. Yeah. You know, it's not a doctor's appointment. And so it just falls by the wayside. Meanwhile, their health and just their self-confidence are falling by the wayside as well. And so it's important that your kids know that other people can care for them and love and love them as well. And so prioritize your time, your health. That's and, fantastic. Yeah. And, and just at, ask a neighbor, ask a loved, I mean, I'm, if you have family nearby, tap into them. Um, and it took a while for my kids to be, get used to, I'm think I'm grateful enough to, or grateful enough. I'm like I said, I had a migraine and I'm not, I have a migraine. I'm not making sense. Um, I'm really lucky that I have my, my mother-in-law and my mom nearby, but it took a while for the kids to be like, yeah, they're coming over and I'm leaving when they were little. Now they're like, see you mom. But it took yeah. a while. And so don't get discouraged if like the first couple times there's still lots of screaming. So yeah. Well, and I think also too, um, I've, I've talked to some other experts today, it, actually in breastfeeding and in um, sleep and sleep training. So you're, we're, we're kind of on the same wavelength there. Um, that's honestly been the common theme is get help, but also the power of virtual. Um, and that's the beauty of what COVID I think has done is, I mean, there's so much you can help somebody with just by, hey, what is it that you're doing? Show me kind of some different things here. Just there's so much, at least from our perspective too, I can do 90% of my evaluation virtually and chances are it, which people don't think they're like, Oh, you need to see things. I'm like, the only thing I probably really need to see is prolapse. And if you don't mind putting a uh, camera and situating over a laptop, I will not record it. I can pretty much tell you what's going on. Wow. Just, based, just honestly, based, based on symptoms and patterns and things that we've seen and people don't realize that. And especially again, when it's harder to find help, um, because of safety concerns and things like that. Um, honestly, there's so many more virtual options to be able to reach out to people, get help. Your kid might be in the other room, but there's still some things that you can do. But I think the moral of that story is to value yourself and you taking care of yourself via running, whatever that looks like to, to do something about it. So that's an excellent, excellent point. So 100%. Awesome. yeah, because it's so easy for us to just keep putting other people in of our own. Oh, that's, that, that's like mom job 101. So <laughs> awesome. Well, thank, well, thank you so much. Thank if you, you want to find with me, um, you can find her on Instagram at the mother runners. And then your website is themotherrunners.com. I love streamline branding. One of my favorite things in the world because mom brain doesn't have room for anything other than that. Oh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Great. Thank you. Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell a friend to do the same. Listen up postpartum pros. Are you tired of feeling like you're throwing darts at a dartboard and hoping they stick with your postpartum return to run clients? If you're looking for a framework that simplifies your rehab plans and makes the complicated stuff easy, it's time to get on the wait list for the next cohort of the Real Mom's Guide to Postpartum Return to Run Pro Edition. Back again this April. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carrie Pagliano and her guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical advice and is for entertainment purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.